Hello, and welcome to Car Bomb Podcast, episode 352. Yes, Scientologists of the world, it is I, Admiral L. Ron Hubbard. I have come back from beyond the Wall of Fire. You may remember me from the Markab civilization, where I was the famous race car drivers, the Green Dragon, the Red Devil, and the Blue Streak. I am now also a famous race car driver, the Golden Flash. I have come to tell you that you are being led astray, that Tom Cruise, David Miscavige, and John Travolta, John Tra to his secret lovers, are all squirrels and must not be trusted. Your only choice, your only salvation is to come with me, come to the true beginning where you will all be OT level 8. You must come to road. Well, I don't know I what's going on with it. I'm that, roll with it. And <laughs> I am really severely like uh, honestly, I think one of the biggest regrets of my entire life is Dean letting Moore. Peter handle this intro. <laughs> how how else are you going to pay for all your Scientology What things? the fuck? Hey, hey, Chris. Yeah. Theme song. Thank you. Thank you, I was gonna ask you to take Emily's role since so she's not here, and you are her brother, and mm. you took up seems, the mantle without even any prompting. Well seems done, Seems like sir. a good place at to least, do it. At least we have one competent person here. Uh, what are you I'm talking in- about? I've I'm ran one of the most successful religions in the world. Uh, anyway. No, he started. Uh, other people ran when they saw a good opportunity, but... None of this actually counts, because now we're fading in back from the theme song. Uh, Peter, I'm handing it over to Phil. Phil, bring us back in. (laughs) So, I apparently am hosting this episode. Welcome to the Car Bomb Podcast. This is episode 352. Uh, I am Phil Wolter. I'm joined by... Pat Spore. Al Ron Hubbard, better known as Peter W. Dawson. And I am usually the host, Chris Truscott-Brown, and I guess that leads us into our first story. I maybe kind of forgot to pay our TELUS bill. I came home to no internet, so I'm recording on my computer, but I'm chatting on my phone And I have no access to any resources or anything, so this is going to be fun. Uh, Classic. Not classic. This is the first time this has happened. (laughs) It's just the sort of thing that you do. It'll be a classic episode. Shit going wrong? Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's 100% me. You know, gliding through life... Yeah, gliding through life effortlessly everything going right and no problems at all uh yeah i think other people get that not me (laughs) boy not me (laughs) 
But you also don't get people who go on elaborate tirades just to set up a joke where they say what actually isn't your address, but it's still close enough that it has to be censored anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't catch that. No, one day... So, basically, (laughs) the thing that got censored... Peter used to live, like, what is it, two, one and a half blocks away from where I live? It's like a kilometer, but it's such a, like, non-kilometer. Yeah, he lives in, he used to live, rather, in a familiar area to me, that it's close enough that when he gives that address, it's close enough to me that I'm not comfortable with it, and I'm gonna censor it every time, so... The censored address that Peter gives is never actually mine. It's just... It's Too close, close enough. Comfort. I have to get rid of it. Uh, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, one of these days... Hopefully sooner rather than later, because I hate this place. I'm going to move from here. And then <laughs> neither of us care about this area, Peter. And we're going to give out this address. Just because it's been bleeped so many times... I know it doesn't matter, nobody will care, but I, I want to release this address just because of the amount of times I've bleeped it. <laughs> That's a good address, too, honestly. And that actually leads into one of my favorite topics, Extra Life United, because this could be a stretch goal. Doxing eh? is a stretch goal? A, a, a stretch goal <laughs> is revealing something close to my home? No, not while I live here. No, I, I love know. extra what, life. What I love children. Live there, we could make that an extra life stretch goal. And anyway, we're talking yeah, about extra life united cares. now. So Chris, 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 Chris. We're talking about the children now, so please stop being selfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm being extra dickish and I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know, you, you haven't been I on you, you... podcast for a while and you just you, you got all that pent up dickishness. Apparently no, I've only I, it's been one I week. I told him I told one him week. he oh. could host and he he took it immediately. And all the powers went like, to the head. I'm the host now. I'm the boss. I can I do anything have the I power. want. <laughs> yes. I'm so mad with so power. little power. So <laughs> anyway, I, I, will, I will mention a couple <laughs> things uh, that I'm doing this year for Extra Life. Um, I, I know I chatted with my crew, and one of the things a bunch of us are wanting to do. We haven't set an amount yet, but when we do, we're talking about considering doing... Uh, have any of you guys seen what a, a, a monkey tail shave is? Yes. Yeah. So, Are you gonna... Oh my goodness. Exactly. For, for please, anyone who please do can't explain. see the yes. visual, anyone who can't see a visual, a monkey tail shave is where you only have one sideburn, and it comes down, connects to your beard goes up around to your mustache and over the top so it looks like one big spiral on your face oh, gosh. um it looks absolutely ridiculous weird but I, you I don't could even... actually pull it off well and here's like, the thing like you've my got a pretty good genetics, covid beard going right now my poor genetics i've got like this little gap right here between my mustache and beard that never just quite fills in but i'm going to out try it f- anyway out of the four of us in this conversation i have the shittiest beard Hands down, hundred percent. I grow such a <laughs> shitty beard, so none of y'all get to complain about beards when mine sucks so much. Chris, mine's terrible. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> You've seen mine when I get scruffy, right? Patchy yeah. as shit. 
And you, you've like, never seen mine when I get scruffy because it sucks that much. You really think? Okay, there's a stretch goal. There's a stretch goal. Peter and I will enter into a one month beard, beard competition uh, oh, at at a certain point and a certain dollar amount raised for both of us. Both of us have to reach adult like a dollar amount. Let's do this. And this is an embarrassing beard competition. This yeah. is like a month no shaving. And then compare. And well, I can we'll probably tell you, you still need I... to shave the underneck, because otherwise I might get in trouble at work. Well, okay, yeah. This is like a beard. Basically, it's who in one month can get the best beard. If you require some trimming or some, like, shaping, okay. You're just, you're just trying to make it good. Do whatever mm. you can, but it's the best beard. Not the best goatee. Not the best clean shave. It's the best beard, so yeah. It's not best. Mu- it's not best know. mustache. We're gonna do full beard, yeah. including sideburns merging into the proper thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's I'm a challenge. fucked because I can't grow sideburns. So yeah, I think if a certain dollar amount is raised for the both of us, if we both meet that amount, we'll enter into a beard contest and both lose. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but. Yeah. We are talking about Extra Life. I wanted to bring up a particular Extra, Extra Life, Life United. United, yes. Because it is coming sooner rather than later. I have officially signed up. Uh, the event oh, I goes still from, need to register. <laughs> the event goes from April 23rd to April 25th. With It looks like most of the events take like the big like um, game tournaments happening on the 24th and 25th, if I'm remembering right. Uh, it's all online again this year because, you know. What, well, what days are those, 24th and 25th? Is that Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and a yes. Sunday, yeah. And 23rd is a Friday. Okay. I'll have to do the Sunday games if any of them fit me. Yeah, I've signed up for uh, Among Us. I've signed up for Fall Guys. And I've signed up for um, uh, Rocket League again. Uh, okay. Rocket League was the one I actually did best at last year. Not counting the unofficial thing we did later on. Uh, shout out to that. I don't know. Obviously, Phil, we can talk later to find out if we're going to try to do such a thing again this year. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's gonna be. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that on the episode or not. Oh, uh, we, we we can talk about it a little bit. So last year, uh, we did a short poker tournament with Jack Patillo of Achievement Hunter fame, and uh, I haven't chatted with Jack yet, especially considering uh, the state of the world. You know, lots of people have lots of stuff on their plates, but I'll definitely like, you know, don't say reach out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what now? <laughs> For pancakes because we can't talk about no no that's just out. on our that so that's a thing if you have been watching our let's plays on our youtube channel carbon productions <coughs> youtube's rules don't let us talk about the pandemic or the coronavirus or whatever you want to call it all those are bad words and jesse one time started to say the word pandemic and it's like pan uh, cakes and since then it's been a running joke in our let's plays that pancakes is what the world is going through and it's just too many pancakes and, and if, if you, you have too many talk about play, it's just, it's having too to well if you talk about having to distance yeah everyone's got too many pancakes on their plate they need more room they need to spread out so there's like maybe six pancakes between everybody. If you talk about no touching, well, yeah, with all these pancakes, you got syrup all over your face. 
Uh, you talk about masks. Yeah, people are trying to force feed you pancakes. You got to protect yourself from the pancakes. It's like we have stretched this metaphor unbelievably <laughs> far. Are but you guys... this whole pandemic has been about pancakes. Are, are you guys familiar with the Waffle House Index? Yes. No. Okay. okay. That's a good mix. Matt? Are. Waffle nope, House Index? Um, okay. So the I'm Waffle curious. House Index is actually a measurement used by FEMA, which is pretty much uh, the United States' emergency uh, like disaster response arm of the government. And uh, what is what it? The... Federal emergency. I don't know the What's acronym the M? there. I think yeah. Federal it is Emergency Management Agency. That's agency. About right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There Thank we you. Are. Um, but pretty much what they do is that FEMA will call Waffle Houses across the United States because Waffle House is like one of the few businesses that never closes they are 24 hours a day in most places uh and in fact uh i've heard stories of waffle houses that like during hurricane katrina they were told to shut down and get out and uh they couldn't actually find the keys to lock up the restaurant because no one ever locks it there's always someone in the building and so they just have had no need to lock it but so this is uh this is a phone call, like, with a team, not one person. Right. But a they... phone call to every Waffle House in the U.S. Yes. With, are you open? Because how yes. many of them closed? It's like, if a Waffle House is closed, it's like, oh, shit. Right. If there's, if there's <laughs> a certain amount of Waffle Houses closed in a region, it qualifies as a certain level of disaster. I mean, like, that is... That's, that's hilarious. I feel like in but Canada, like... that'd be, like, a number of Tim Hortons closed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Tim, Timmy's closing, you know, shit's fucked. Yeah. But well, I'm just that's interesting because it's like that's a haha, that's a funny joke, but it's like, no, that's a real metric. Like, it's that's actually information. That's very valuable. Like, that's a good thing to know because those are people on the ground in the area that are told under no circumstances to close. And basically, when all the staff are like, yeah, we're not supposed to close, and we might get fired, but fuck this shit. Right. And they close anyway? That's It's like in one hand you have fi- fired or very the other hand is death. <laughs> exactly. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article, and I, I missed this, the, the levels. Green, level green, full menu. Uh, damage is limited or no damage at all. Yellow, limited menu. No power or power only from generator or food supplies may be low. Red is the restaurant is closed. So and... there's like there's full on like catastrophes, and their response isn't doors locked. It's just like, yeah, we probably can't get uh, like matzo sticks right now. Sorry, yeah. or sorry about the noise. <laughs> like... The generator is running in the kitchen. But I can still get you a fruit cup if you'd like. <laughs> That's How about amazing. a parfait? We got some oatmeal, some steel cut oats. We'll just add those on the top there to be nice. So around the time COVID hit, there was almost 2,000 uh, locations across the United States. And so when for, for the pandemic, apparently they were tweeting out how many were closed. And apparently on April 17th, 2020, it was 99% were closed. Wow. Oof. Ooh. That's amazing, actually. And by the Waffle Scale. Is it the Waffle House Scale or the Waffle Scale? It's the, the Waffle, Waffle House, House Index. Index. The WHI. Oh, Waffle House Index. That's probably the biggest disaster that's happened. 
I I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the I most don't, widespread. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think any disaster hit that many waffle houses until it was a global pandemic. Or right, sorry, because, global pancake. Because <laughs> that's yeah, a really pancake big pancake. Indeed. It's covering everybody. It uh, but I mean, yeah, it's, anything. It's when the like, pancakes fight the waffles, and it's I don't know. It's just it's an epic battle of proportions. There you go. Any weather-related catastrophe is always regional, but, you know, yeah. when, when has there been ever anything that affects all of the Waffle Houses like this? Yeah. yeah. I, Speaking I of our, our Let's Plays... Go ahead. I, um... I'm rather proud. I rewatched it. I kind of cringed at a few moments. But currently on our channel is my first, and hopefully soon my second... Uh, solo gameplay videos because we are covered in pancakes like I said <laughs> uh, so, I decided for my solo games I'm going to venture into shitty mobile games and I'm going to be the victim where I will play a game up until an ad and I get an ad I'll be like yes please and install it no matter what it is and and just play through Oof. shitty mobile games. And I started with Lily's Garden. Ooh. That's worth a watch. That game is a hot pile of steaming shit. But this I tried. Sounds... Like, my other thing is, like, I'm going to be enthusiastically invested. Um, I mean, really? You could use rainbow ones game... if it's really good. Like, all the game is... So, ignoring the narrative, if you want gameplay, the garden part of it is each thing. It's, like, basically task after task after task. You don't get to choose which task. It's just, like, this is the next one, this is the next one, this is the next one. In order to get stars, which are what you use to achieve your tasks, you have to play... Uh, like a same game puzzle match game and it's not like a match three like bejeweled it's more of a color grouping match game but it's like you need 20 blue tiles 20 orange tiles and then 40 pink tiles go so basically it's, and it's just, just like candy crush variations. no because candy crush is a bejeweled this isn't a flip i to disagree match three. i played both it's well, I haven't played Candy Crush, but I thought it was a Bejeweled. Is it a color grouping? It's... Like, you knock out this group of four blue to make everything else fall, and now you have a group of seven red, and so you click them. that That's the kind of game that it is. Um, oh, it's like, okay, that's with, different. Yeah, with variations of, like, you get some power-ups that, like, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. You, you play these games, which is Sucks. a simple puzzle game. And if you're into this puzzle game, just download one. There's some that are just that puzzle game that will give you different levels and you don't need this stupid narrative. Then, when you actually get a star, it's like, fix the mailbox. Pick which of these three mailboxes you want. Okay, cool. Uh, the bees are starving. Pick a flower bed. Uh, you, you do the puzzle game and then it's just like, okay, pick one of three flower beds. So this is basically a choice of three per item in your garden and or household. And then the main game 
is just this clicking puzzle game, which you could probably, if that's the game you're into, just find a better version of that puzzle game. So I gotta say, my review of Lily's Garden, it sucks. But I played it, and then I went on to another game, and then another game. I mean, given that some other games in this series that I did, I played some ones and twos. No, I can't even. I cannot give Lily's Garden a three. I'll give it a two. I'll give it a two because it's playable. A one would be over in five seconds. Uh, slight spoiler to what comes out on the channel. Not that anyone's super journey. invested in my uh, Lily's Garden gameplay. I had to give Lily's Garden some points. I had to struggle and fail in finding an ad. There's plenty of opportunities to spend money. I'm not going to do that. Could not find an ad. And I was wanting to follow that game from ad to ad. And I couldn't find one. So I had to just pick so, another game to do next. So Basically, you found it that I, end. No, I could have kept playing the game, but I didn't want to. I was over it. I wanted to see if I could like cheat or shortcut any portion of the game. It's like, this wants me to spend money. Nope, not going to do it. I intentionally lost one of the games where actually that was the hardest game to do. One that I lost. And then it was just like, spend money to retry. It's like everything was a dollar value, which, fuck them, they're greedy. But there were no ads at all. And I actually failed to find an ad within that game. So, I gotta give them that. All this sounds to me is like a wonderful way to get viruses on your phone. No, 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 no. I'm using an Android emulator. Which, by the way, that's a funny thing. I have... What was about 10 to 15 years ago a top-of-the-line gaming PC? Someone gave it to me. So I get that by now that's pretty outdated. But I have to say, and this is a dated, uh, like, dated benchmark. But I have, I think the most impressive game I've gotten to run on this PC was Alien Isolation. But, like, max graphics mode, like... I ran Alien Isolation on full on this PC, and it handled it. So I think that's not bad. I realize that's not a big PC dick to swing now in 2021, but I have run Alien Isolation on this PC. You know what I can't run? Shitty mobile games on an Android emulator. (laughs) That don't work at all. That game was glitchy and janky as fuck. But that's, prob- that's all the honest with you, Chris. That's probably this... not the hardware. That's probably the emulator. Yeah, but still, I haven't found a better one. I tried a few. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'm not getting viruses on my phone. Honestly, if my Android emulator gets an Android virus, my PC will be like, "What the fuck?" And if my Android emulator gets a cleverly disguised Android virus, like PC virus disguised as an Android virus, and it actually infects the rest of the PC. Okay, I got my shit backed up. Like, I'm ready to format on a day-to-day basis. 
Because that's what you do. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I think that about covers the Let's Plays. Mm -hmm. uh, I am imagining there's still more need for speed uh, to come. Probably. I don't think any of us here are involved in such. No. That's true. That's have you guys been trying Halo to do Let's more uh, multiplayer, Matt? Sorry? Uh, was it you and Jesse who were doing Halo? Yeah, we're, doing, we're, we're playing the campaign right now on Lasso. Oh, boy. So, basically getting our... Well, yeah. This, it only took yeah, till the Jess... second mission that we had to do three, uh, like, three three-hour sessions to try and get through it. And then... Yeah. Jesse, before... Here's a spoiler for these lassos. Uh, Jesse used to like Matt. <laughs> Matt, what is... Yes. What does lasso stand for? Legendary All Skulls On. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It gets real, real hard. Um, plus, like, the way I tend to play Halo is I have a very bad... What's the word I'm looking for? Habit of um, running in guns blazing first and not really taking my time because. Yeah, Jesse know. loves that. <laughs> I haven't heard Jesse complain several times about that. <laughs> it's That's the thing is, for me, when it works, it's awesome and it's epic and it's great and I don't mind dying a sure, bunch because. But that's how the way often I play does games. it work? Um. I got a lot of deaths on a regular basis. Yeah, you do. It's, there it's are several fun, of them out. Please watch uh, on Carbon Productions uh, Jesse and Matt's Halo Lazo runs. Because you'll just hear I... Matt just like here's here's one of Matt's catchphrases. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then Jesse's catchphrases. Even though there's plenty of bad language on this podcast, I can't actually repeat the things that Jesse says when he's playing Halo hard mode with Matt. I still think so, one of my favorite instances, though, that happened was uh, um, I drove the Warthog in, got it in position so Jesse could gun on it, but he basically hopped off to go deal with another grunge or something. And as I got out, it was just slightly on the edge and I managed to get out just in time to watch the the warthog just kind of slowly teeter off the edge and watch it fall and then Jesse hit me in the back and of you head. did nothing to stop it how what could I have done if I got in I would have just gone with it no warthogs can like literally climb vertically if you got in and put reverse it would have saved it no no, this is in like the last I'm area right sure. before the pelican comes in to collect you, and okay. it was that. I'll cliff. take your word for it. I haven't watched that episode yet, but uh, it's it's fun. It's, I, it's a real good time. I think and if you didn't Jesse, bail, me, you probably could have helped. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. All I know is it's a good time. I'm just really hoping <laughs> that like, because right now we're on to like on the third mission, uh, Truth and Reconciliation. And for some reason or another, I am more than useless than like more than normal because <laughs> even with a sniper rifle, it's just super janky, and I cannot for life me like trust know, me. It's, just, it's not. I have it's not heard running about at it. proper rate. These episodes aren't out yet, but 
Jesse has been venting. I have heard about how useful you are, Matt. <laughs> I, I can't help it, even when I'm like when I'm sniping. If I move the controller, it take it has like a two second delay before I move. Yeah, there's a I, very good reason I haven't done lasso. There's a very yeah. good reason. I can I can comment, but honestly, my commentary is on how much this is frustrating, Jesse. Forget the beard contest. If this is a Halo contest between all four of us here, I'm not even entered. I am terrible at Halo. I cannot judge. I can only share the opinion that someone that's actually competent has shared with me. Okay. I know I I do feel like as the more I'm playing, I am like getting back up to skill. Like I did play a lot back in the day, especially just playing SWAT. Where it's like, if you don't hit the person in the head, then the bullets basically do nothing. So it's just like all headshots all the time. And it's 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 fun to play that way, I found. Anyway, it was like, yeah. But just even like with this now, especially because uh, the easiest way is to get anything done in this current... Like in the way the lasso is right now is your gr- the grunts have grunt birthday on but they also have grunt funeral which means they explode when you kill them so a headshot to a grunt standing next to an elite is the best way to deal with anything nice and uh that also means What's though the that grunt like, pistol birthday? ammo is very very important oh grunt birthday is just the, their heads explode with confetti and uh there's uh, some child screaming yay when it happens okay which is so... just kind of weird <laughs> Mechanically yeah. useless. It makes it real satisfying. Flavor-wise, creepy. How is that satisfying? Because if a head explodes into glitter and children say yay... No, they don't, they don't ex- actually explode, but weird. there's just like a little poof of confetti or whatever, and it's great. It, yeah, it's that's fanfare. weird! No, no, it's the, the instant gold star for doing the good thing. <laughs> it's weird... It's- it's it's super petty, I'm but it's super it's not successful weird, and wonderful. But it, I, I'm arguing why it's satisfying and rewarding because it's like, good job. Here's fanfare. It's weird fanfare, much like how every if every time I took a shit, I would suddenly hear a vuvuzela when I flush, but I would still feel a sense of accomplishment because the vuvuzela is yeah. celebrating me flushing. No I way is that say, not weird. Actually, uh, the fact that. I think that sounds disappointing because what I want out of killing a grunt is a satisfying explosive spray of blood. Actually, that doesn't say anything about the game. That says a lot about me, and I should probably just stop talking because... You're actually hitting it, like, on the head, though. Uh, Yeah. Because... uh... The rise of because Halo is not the only video game where you can kill someone and and get a pop of confetti uh, when you kill them, and that's because uh, I think it's Europe has a lot of rules about showing blood and stuff like that, yeah. and so a lot of video games will instead pop but confetti also, when you kill someone. I think also yeah, Australia, they, I think too. Yeah, they prioritize uh, like specific kinds, like. Torso blood, okay. Head blood, nah. But also, Australia is the ones that censored any porn involving women with A-cups because that suggests pedophilia. 
as if small-breasted women are suddenly, like, ten years old, like... Yeah, no, that's, that's... just revealing the inherent sexism within the system. Yeah. Sexism within pornography? Hmm? Within government yeah. understanding of pornography. I mean, they also censored um, Disco Elysium because they can't possibly fathom sex or drugs, and apparently it's considered unreasonable to think this is acceptable in a video game or a narrative... Uh, but I mean, these are the people yeah. who looked at who looked at the fire ra- ravaging their countryside and were like, "Well, what can you do?" Well, let's just wait and see if the it gets government. Worse. I want to be clear. <laughs> I, I, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think the actual Australians dealing with the horrible fires and uh, the tragic slaughter of senseless slaughter of koalas are looking at that coin. What can you do? They're like, "Yeah, maybe." Uh, like, yeah. Could could we do something? Yeah. The like, yeah, no, ah. the government is just like, well, plenty more koalas. Don't worry about it. And that's ship them in from, from Australia. I mean, I also, I mean, I, I drink a lot of beer. I have definitely got at least an A-cup bus size. So that'll get me banned from Australia as well. Mm. Speaking of banned in Australia, Zack Snyder. No, he's not actually banned oh. in Australia, to my knowledge. No. I just I decided to use that as a segue. Uh, anyway, so uh, segue in between right? in between this episode that uh, hopefully you're listening to right now, and it's not just going out into the void, uh, and the previous oh, episode. Oh no, it's which going is, out. Whether it's good or bad, it's going out because I got nothing else. I mean that I'm hoping people are actually <laughs> listening, and it's not just like empty and barren. Oh no, people are listening. Insert mean-spirited joke about someone's vagina there. I don't have a specific target for that joke. Okay. Uh, I was wanting to make a blue waffle joke earlier. Yeah, there you go. At uh, you. No. But well, you're so, talking about the different colored levels of, of Waffle House. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, mm. Peter, go but, on. Yes, Matt so in between in this current episode and the previous episode was a bonus episode... Uh, which was the Zack Snyder Justice League uh, spoiler cast because, uh, you know, that's a big beastie and there was a lot to talk about and, you know, it had become such a running gag in this podcast. Four-hour uh, movie. By the way, yeah, I uh, I didn't have the stamina to watch that movie in one sitting. Mm. I actually watched that movie in two sittings and then... I thought I watched it in two sittings, but my wife helpfully reminded me that I got sleepy and passed out during the last hour of the second viewing. So I rewatched the last hour, and there were definitely things I had missed, so she was right, and I thank her. So I watched this movie in three Shocker, sittings. Chris's wife was right. Yeah, she usually is. Uh, Wives are always right, that's but, just how it goes. Uh, not always, but usually, I'll give him that. So I wasn't on the. Ninety-nine percent uh, of the time, I wasn't on the spoiler cast. Um, Matt, I don't believe you were, right? No, I did I watch. Feel you weren't. Well, here's, I have not here's, seen it yet. Okay. Uh, you should insert I mini spoiler it. cast right here. Yeah. I will, no. I will spoiler. once again reiterate here that I have also not seen Batman versus Superman. Uh, because I watched Man of Steel early and uh, was not impressed with it. Okay. No, no, I, I mean, gotta Man tell of Steel you. is pretty awful. 
Yeah, no, I got to tell you, Phil, I am somebody, I hated Man of Steel so much. Then I hated Batman v Superman. So I didn't watch Justice League at all. I was just like, you know what? Good. I don't need this in my life with how bad the other thing was. And I would love to have a conversation with you later about what you hated about Man of Steel, but that's not for here and now. Um, in lead up, because the Snyder Watch segment of our podcast and then the eventual reveal that, like, holy shit, the Snyder Cut is actually going to come out, and then the release and the me watching Zack Snyder's Justice League... Jesse did ask me because we were going to do a spoiler cast on it to rewatch Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So I reluctantly rewatched Man of Steel. I still hated that movie. That movie is a hot steaming pile of garbage. But the first time I watched Batman v Superman, I hated that almost as much. I actually thought it was not bad second time around. Granted, well, did second you watch time, the uh, director's cut? Yeah, it was the ultimate edition. The ultimate edition is better. Just Jesse was right. It really held it together. I didn't actually hate that movie. And so I have not yet watched the theatrical release of Justice League because Jesse has made me promise I will watch that with him so he can get my reaction. But I watched the four-hour Zack Snyder's Justice League over three evenings, having fallen asleep during one of them. But I love that movie. I really like it. It's not just okay. It's good. I like it. And I'm someone that hated the first one, thought the second one was, like, okay, I guess... But I'm going straight past, okay, I guess, to, oh, that was good, to, like, no, that was fucking great. I loved it. And it, it, I cannot vote that, for the... Sorry? Sorry, I was just going to say, like, I feel like when they trimmed it down to, like, an hour, it was an hour and a half or, like, two hours or something for the original or, like, the, the Whedon's Justice League or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it just... That was the, more than the, the trim, though. That was like a reshoot of several crucial, like crucial scenes. Oh, yeah. I am like, going to watch it, and is... I will. Rev- the do you bleed scene? I've heard so much about that. Well, yeah, even like, yeah. Sorry, Peter, you were. Oh yeah, I would, no, I was just saying, like, yeah, you can really tell the difference because first of all, Cyborg actually has a character. Uh, Aquaman is very different um mm-hmm. wonder woman has a bit more going on as well uh the wonder woman i thought in the original cut was still fine like this is a bit of an improvement flash uh, like he's definitely different but ultimately i don't know if he benefits that much from the new stuff like he definitely gets more to do because everyone he does but like there's definitely a bunch of ways where you can tangibly say it was an improvement if for nothing else you know this is clearly better structured there's more you know the characters are better fleshed out uh, and there's a whole side thing all gone, but I don't want to derail the conversation too much more. Matt, you were sitting on something? Oh, uh, I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, okay, then I will go on. Uh, like, I think the probably the, the fundamental thing that still bugs me about the whole thing is that 
it one of the reasons it, it was almost four hours is because they needed to do the origin for some of these characters, and that's kind of awkward when it should have been the culmination of some of these origin stories, right? They did want to zag where Marvel zigged in terms of the origin stories leading into the big team up movie, mm-hmm. and you know this final product does do the job well, but it still underlines the inherent flaws in that method, and I do prefer the one where they. You know, we see them built up separately and then they come together. Uh, like, that would have probably helped with getting this initial version out in the first place, which is, granted, probably more of a studio flaw than a Zack Snyder flaw to begin with, too. So, I mean, yeah, I want yeah, to I mean, be clear with that. I'm not so... bashing Snyder for having to include the origin because the studio screwed up. I mean, this is basically what happened with the Star Wars sequels were like, you know, the yeah. plot points they wanted to include got kind of forced on because, you know, the production on those was kind of a mess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I like that Zack Snyder's Justice League is definitively, it's not a DCEU movie. It's a Zack Snyder movie. And he was doing this as a definitive, uh, this is not anymore. They took it away from me the DCEU Justice League. And so he definitely, he pulled away in some points because he was like, this is my own movie and I kind of need it to be a standalone movie. So this is sort of, it is building on some Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice sources. But I think you could watch this movie and it gives you enough to watch it solo. I think he added that four hours. Well, added a couple hours to a couple hour movie. But he made it four hours to make it a standalone. That needs nothing else. I think you could happily watch this movie. You would have to have a knowledge of DC comic characters. It doesn't give you enough to go in fully cold. But if you've not seen any other movie and if you've only read the comics and you get these characters, this movie is enough by itself to just tell the story and I think that was his goal yeah, I could buy that yeah. I've, I mean, I've like, said before and it might be slightly controversial that it feels like um, it, it definitely feels like DC has been chasing Marvel with no real good plan from the very beginning yep yep and and on that well, note, somebody with a whole lot of as, money and like bags and with dollar signs on them. I mean, bo- both of them just have say, a whole lot of hey, money. We want to do that too. Get us, get me some more the, money. The whole lot of money is kind of a moot point. Both studios have all of the money. Clearly, well, so one of them Marvel has Studios more got that money the, by making good movies. Yeah, Warner Brothers yeah, just had they, it from before. Yeah, well. Also, Marvel's money is Disney money at this point, and they definitely had it before. So, it wasn't when they started. Point. Yeah, no, they earned it. I get that. As a whole, I like the Marvel. Excuse me, I like the Marvel franchise better than the DCEU so far. Uh, so Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, to be specific, was better. Then, probably, to be fair, most of the Marvel movies I've watched. Not all of them. There are several Marvel movies that I like better than that movie. But they've also got a much bigger library. So, mm. I, I can give it that 
Zack Snyder's Justice League is better than most of the Marvel movies. However, Zack Snyder's Justice League, to me, while there are a couple that I really liked, it is the best DCEU movie that, as I just stated, isn't actually a DCEU movie anymore. It's my but number I, three. I, li- I think it is literally the best one. I loved Wonder Woman. I loved Aquaman. Those are actually previously the only two that I liked. I kind of put this one above the both of them. I just, I liked it that much. I put I still so, put this below Wonder Woman and uh, Shazam, but I put it above Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Shazam was good. I really like I Shazam, was... and I really like Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aquaman's probably the lowest. I would say... Honestly, Shazam and Wonder Woman are tied for a solid two. I would put Zack Snyder's Justice League at one, and then Aquaman at three. And but, all the other DCEU movies don't even rank or rate. Uh, have you not watched Birds of Prey? Then, yeah. But, Birds but of Prey is pretty okay. good. What about Suicide Squad? It was certainly You mean Academy Award winning Suicide Squad? Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Yes. The best thing about Academy Award winning Suicide Squad was that was a movie I watched at a drive-in movie theater with my wife. And so I will let you draw your own conclusions about why that movie watching experience was great at a drive-in movie theater with my wife. Oh my! And I, I will not speak any further about that. But also, the weirdest thing was when we watched that. That was a double feature with Tarzan, which also had Margot Robbie, <laughs> but in a totally uh. different like portrayal. Like that was weird because that Tarzan movie was dog shit. It was terrible. Let's see, and what a weird compa- pairing. Yeah, that was a weird pairing, but like. Having the one star in common between the two movies, maybe why they did that pairing, but it's like, boy, those don't fit. So we yeah. watched Harley Quinn versus Tarzan's Jane, like back to back. And it's just like, well, that doesn't work at all. That's weird <laughs> and jarring, and I don't like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Matt. Uh, we're getting close to time and I want to make sure this particular topic which Chris can't see gets some time here so what's this about leaving us and staying in the land of Fred Flintstone Uh, well basically we've been kind of sorry for for, for Phil's benefit Matt lives in the town of Fredericton which is in the province of New Brunswick which for some stupid reason when I was 7 or 8 in school and we had to learn the names of the provinces much like I'm sure you do with the states in the United States there uh, the, the system for remembering Fredericton was the capital of New Brunswick is think of New Brunswick as Barney Rubble, and so Fred Flintstone Fredericton is the is the king of Barney Town, mm. which is really which stupid. That, that makes no sense, right? I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Before. I hated that so much, and it stuck with me because I think it's dumb. Because every time I think of Fredericton, I think Fred Flintstone, and then I'm like, all oh, right, and that stupid forced, not even close thing. Anyway, Canadian education system aside, Matt. Yeah. So, 
basically, long and short of it is, my wife is going to be defending her thesis um, very shortly. I possibly whenever this come, or depending on when this comes out, uh, either has successfully defended it or is about to very shortly. Um, can can you please explain? That, sorry, Matt. Can you please explain for anyone that might not be part of the education system of any country? What does okay. that mean, defending okay, her well, thesis? Like, what is that actually going to okay. mean for her life and career? Over, over the last two years, as part mm-hmm. of her um, graduate studies, she has been working right. towards a master's degree in creative writing here at the University of New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was more thinking the curse. basic concept. Uh, you don't have to make it specific to her. I was just saying, okay. like, I I know what this is, but that's a pretty specific term. Yeah, it sounds also, like she's actually having to like get into a fight to defend a position where she's like got an opposition, okay. and no, it's, it's not it's, quite as aggressive as that. <laughs> so yeah, it's I just wanted if you more can specifically, uh, over the last two years, she wrote a book, and she's going to go talk about her book to uh, professors, and they're going to ask her questions about it, and she's going to answer them. Mm-hmm. And uh, following that, um, she was looking at doing other um, graduate studies, uh, a couple different schools, uh, but the one mm-hmm. that basically stu- or stuck out and was actually a really good offer was still here in uh, New Brunswick, and she's going to be uh, working towards her doctorate. Uh, and so at the end of that one, it's a four-year program, However, she only has to do the first two years in New Brunswick. So that's why it'd be another two years here. But basically, mm-hmm. um, at the end of it, she gets to add PhD to her name. And so she will be... I am super proud of her, and I just want oh, to yeah, make sure we're... I got a chance to mention that. I'm and... I'm super proud of her as well. I just I thought that was vague terms that you were saying at first, but at the end of the day... Matt's wife is, I think it's still up in the air, but I think she's going to be Dr. Spore. That's impressive. Exactly, it'll be Dr. and That's Mr. Spore. pretty, D- Dr. anything, like, dude, your wife's a doctor, or gonna be. Exactly. Like, congrats, and that's she, awesome. She's very much and looking forward to when someone... to her, not to you. Exactly, I did nothing really, I'm basically just here for support. No, um, but no. you're along for the um, ride. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, it, one of the things that she's very much looking forward to is like, you know, in the, those instances in movies where everyone's like, is there a doctor in the house? And she'd be like, yes, I'm a doctor. She'd be like, can you That's help the not stand? a medical like, one. I'll write him an excellent tombstone. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. His epitaph Have is going to be wonderful. Have you considered using the word eerie to describe his sudden plight? <laughs> That's how great I would a word is, right? Yeah, or she eerie? she just knows all of the words and the fact that I like or put my foot in my mouth on a regular basis. Or it's a wonder that I've been married for or... this long. Um, yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt, how yeah. the fuck did you marry a linguist? Like um, she, what? She Is was this very clear right idea? from the start that she doesn't date poets. Yeah, so, okay, fair enough. I was she like, doesn't hey, want to date. I'm about the least amount of yeah. poet that you could have. 
she's Matt, like, Matt, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're not a cunning linguist? Nope. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, Matt, Matt, don't disagree so quickly. That's, no, <laughs> you, you're... You need to just shrug off that joke as like, ha, 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 I get it, never mind. You don't need to say yes. like, I nope, have watched Robin Williams I don't movies. do that. What? He's a six-day drive away, so he's not going to come that far to kick my ass. That's true. Yeah. That'd be driving like Fair 20, enough. like, how long? Oh, no, it took like two. That would, mm, that would be, yeah, it'd be to eight drive hour drive from, today. to drive Dude, from yeah. you to me in like hardcore, like you're sleeping like four hours a night on the side of the road and you're a hardcore push you're still pushing a week three or four days yeah you're near a week to get to me and by then you're so tired i win (laughs) okay aside aside from the very first day it took us two weeks to drive four hours a day to get here yeah but four hours a day is like weeks off if you're like rushing that's a tourist trip yeah, which so, like, you were on your honeymoon, you were, dude, so you that's did... okay. I'm not disparaging that. Yeah, and if you if you did 12 hour days driving, you would be looking at about four days. Yeah, which is why we haven't come to visit you, though we would like to. Yes. However, now that you all know that it's going to be at least another two years here, y'all can uh, start planning trips. You got two. I'm years probably to plan. still not going to visit for two years. And then in two years, when you move back to Vancouver and it's a three-hour drive, hey, I'm going to come visit you. That'll be fun. <laughs> three hours. Uh, <laughs> uh Christy I mean, Highway's still going to suck by then. That's true. Yeah. I I mean, ideal if you pick a good time, but yeah, Kelowna to Vancouver in three hours is during a Phil, pandemic. do you have any traffic stories oh, sorry, you want to uh, cut pancakes. us out on? Pancakes. Traffic stories. Uh, yeah, how is it in a way smaller but way more densely populated country? Okay, so we've actually we're, we're fortunate enough to have like decent road infrastructure at least in the Cleveland area. Um, okay, I didn't want to like localize you, but yeah, I think I'll it's come up me. before. Yeah, I was about to say I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's already been done, but yeah. um. But <laughs> I mean, I... Emily and I shared street addresses off the podcast to compare driveways. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know that that doesn't come up publicly, but that happened. <laughs> I I think she's mentioned Cleveland at least once or twice before. But yeah, if, yeah. If not, I've just doxed her as well. So ha ha. I mean, um, Cle- but, Cleveland uh, rocks. We know this. In Toledo, here in uh, yeah, Toledo. At least my commute for my current job. Uh, I've actually been really happy with because I take the toll road, which might sound like a, a shitty thing, but this whole road is just so much nicer in terms of traffic and construction. If um, I can pay a couple bucks and travel 20 minutes without any cars, oh, fuck yeah, take my money. That's, that's pretty <laughs> like, much it. I mean, it's like a, <laughs> like a buck a, a buck sure. day to get to and from work on this, and it saves me... 10 to 15 minutes of driving oh yeah that's effortless i don't have to think about it for a second exactly and, and i've got the easy pass thing um nice but uh you do occasionally still get crazy drivers on that highway pushing their limits oh, just a little bit uh pushing it just uh, a little bit too far 
I had one, I really wish I had my dash cam up at the time, but I didn't this winter, where, you know, the roads were pretty bad, so people were driving below the speed limit, and someone passed me on the left, and then they tried to merge back into the lane, and there was just mm. no uh, clear path between the lanes. <laughs> and oh, so, so as soon as... swimming through snow. I'm sorry, say that again? He's just, like, swimming through the snow, basically, in his car. He, pre- pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, but when he got over, uh, he overcorrected and Mm. turned back into the fast lane and hit the wall in front of me. It was, you know, probably a good five, six car lengths in front of me. So I was able to slow down and I watched the car like literally slide. It bounced off the wall and then back into my lane and across and I was able to avoid it. But I was just like, okay, we're taking the rest of this trip like 10 miles per hour slower. (laughs) Yeah, and so you, as but, you drive like, by, you just kind of give him the stink eye, and you're just like, "You do realize you did this to yourself." But that that just that identifies yourself as a safe, careful driver. Conditions changed, situation changed. I'm going to change. It's like the people that still drive eighty across the bridge in a white oak blizzard with blinding conditions and sheet ice on the bridge, mm-hmm. and they still drive 80 across a 60, and I'm talking about kilometers, not miles, but still, 80 to 60 is shitty no matter what what mileage you use. That is our city. <laughs> yeah. People don't care about the conditions. They just drive like maniacs. Over this winter, I saw so many accidents, but it's not even shocking because I see so many accidents every winter and also every summer and also every spring and fall because Kelowna drivers are shit. It's like it's they're, true. They're, I posted a link uh, for Phil's benefit there in the yeah, chat. Yeah, I just, I just popped this up. I'm going to take a quick peek here. Uh... Like, yeah. I think it's eight of the ten worst intersections in our province are in the Okanagan, which is the valley we live in, and most of them are which, in Kelowna. Um, uh, the Sutherland and Dilworth one, what did that one come up as? Oh, that Sutherland was and that on Dilworth. the list? That's, definitely, that's absolutely on the list. Yeah. Like, I love how I can just, like, I know that one already, and then I've, only, I've been yeah, away for two years, so and it's still... This is, this is only relevant to Kelowna people either participating or listening but yesterday so this would be Tuesday uh, yesterday Enterprise was closed from like 33 to McCurdy with like 8 cop cars because wait for it drum roll not one not two but three cars collided it's like Eight cop cars and a three-block block-off for, like, three cars. So, like, the guys crash into each other with and then no, all just, like, disperse? With, yeah, no, no. No actually hospitalized people. This is a truck that hit a Jeep hard enough that they bounced into the other car, which put them into the intersection... So this is officially three cars because no other cars like cross traffic actually hit the one car in the intersection. Things were stopped fast enough. So this is three cars, only three cars. And it took eight cop cars 
and a three block full blockade, like turning traffic around and organizing a complicated turnaround system on a three lane where they were taking turns which lane they were turning around. For three car fender bender that didn't actually send anyone to the hospital. Like it happens. So did what, what, I was, like, what I'm wondering what? is like did the dri did the drivers like leave their vehicles or like run away no. and try and hide or what? No, that was it was routine as far mm -hmm. as I can tell. That's bizarre. Like Yeah. You know what else is bizarre? This episode's over now. Ah, that yeah. is the weirdest thing because I can't believe this episode happened. But only because honestly this has been pretty routine and normal. I just feel like this episode is a clusterfuck because I have been so crippled this whole episode. I don't have any internet lookup. I I can't even watch both sides of the conversation because I usually record both. So, by the way, the three of you, I need you all to send me your recordings or we don't have an episode. But gotcha. um, I guess Peter has been the host. Peter, you want to close this up? Yeah, um... Uh, note to self and for the future next time I know I'm on an episode be sure to ask me about how my car got destroyed that time because that's a good sequel story but this episode's at time and I actually need to go to work which is another fun conversation for another episode I think but I want to thank oh, you Matt poor for being Matt for being here from the future thank you for being here Matt you're welcome it is 130 here thank you Phil for being here from the slightly less future yep absolutely and I get vaccinated tomorrow woo Nice, yeah, man. Congrats. Thank still, you. We're still doing seven-year-olds here, so it's going to be a while for me and Chris yet. Yeah. Matt, I'm assuming you too. Sorry? Pancakes? That, not, not getting vaccinated for a while, I imagine? No, it's like we're looking at late summer here. Ooh. Yeah. We're looking yeah, at hoping. fall, Peter and I. Well, no, they've they, been um, accelerating the timetable. They, they so authorize more syrups or whatever, and we'll be able to get one of those soon. Right anyway, yeah, August Chris, is what I looked at, but that's fall. That's still summer, Chris. Uh, for being wrong about seasons, he's been Chris Truscott Brown, and I have been Peter W. Dawson. And until next time, three fifty-two, baby. Vaccines are and actually syrup. Outro. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Oh. What's the what's the aerial?